Hello, and welcome to Range of Motion, or ROMcast, where I cover all things health and fitness. I'm your host, Hunter Kelly, and today I'm talking about protein. As always, before I get started on the topic, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. First up, I want to thank everybody who listened to the last episode. I know I was a month late getting it out, and it wasn't super refined, but I appreciate the support, love every single one of y'all, and thank y'all again. Uh, another thing I want to cover is I'm going to cover protein this week, and I'm probably going to do a four or five part nutrition episode continuum thing. I haven't completely decided on how I'm going to break it up, that's why I'm not sure if it's going to be four or five I'm definitely going to cover the macronutrients, which are going to be your proteins, carbs, lipids, and I'm thinking about doing another episode on water. I might throw it in one of the other ones, and I also want to cover micronutrients, which is going to be all of your vitamins and minerals. That one, just to save my brain from hurting and trying to save y'all as well, I'm probably just going to shove everything into one because there are so many vitamins and minerals and a lot of them play key roles and I'm probably just going to cover some of the main ones and how they help out. One last thing before I jump into the protein topic of today, I want to talk about a few nutritional terms that I may use and aren't necessarily super common to be used in a day-to-day life. So the first one is RDA, which is your recommended daily allowance. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the main one I'll use. I'll try and break down anything else that I might say that isn't super common knowledge. Another great thing uh, I'll probably put in all the episodes is the choosemyplate.gov it's the new standard for how to make a plate as far as like the breakdowns of protein carbs grains dairy all of that and if you go to the website and kind of put in what your diet is now it'll give it a little scale and it'll give you options and ideas on how to change it to get to where it should be so you're hitting all of your rdas And the MyPlate is basically the new standard over the food pyramid. Some of y'all might remember the food pyramid from back in the day. I remember studying it back when I was in Boy Scouts for a whole year. Or seeing it in one of my science classes, I think, back in elementary school. But now a lot of that stuff is outdated. Uh, They've done more research and they've determined that the MyPlate setup Not only is it easier to follow, but it also better breaks down how much you need because it's literally like a picture of a plate and they have it divided into four sections. It's like this here, this there, and so on. It's just super simple. Like I said, the website, incredible for getting you started. Not necessarily the best nutritional guide out there, but if you have no clue where to start or even where to begin, that is a great place to go. All right, 
without further ado, I'm going to dive into protein. All right. So what is protein essentially? It is essentially the building block for us as human beings. Protein is the next step in amino acids. And if y'all are familiar with working out or any kind of supplementation, you'll know that they sell branch chain amino acids uh, and essential amino acids. Those are just the building blocks of protein. And protein's how we not only make muscle, but make a lot of stuff in the cells uh, and make more cells so we can be more efficient, we can build muscle, all of that fun jazz. But protein as a whole is not only for building muscle, which I think is a very big misconception that I hear a lot. Um, it is key for muscle hypertrophy or hyperplasia and other building blocks like that that you would see, building blocks in quotation marks. But protein also helps regulate fluid balance in the body, as well as transporting materials through the body via blood. So what I mean by fluid balance is it helps regulate like body water. It helps keep you from swelling up too bad. I remember in my nutrition class, uh, our professor had showed all of the side effects, the diseases that can come from excess or not enough protein intake and it was just this woman's foot that was just swole up like a balloon and it's because she wasn't eating enough protein so her fluid balance was just shot so eating a, your rda of protein can really just help keep from swelling as well as help keep you from some of the diseases uh, most of the diseases are the two that I'm going to mention are more from deficiencies than they are from uh, overindulging in protein. Another key factor about protein is collagen. And to my female viewers out there, they probably know what collagen is. But for some of y'all that may not know, collagen is like skin health and bone health. It's essential to help keep a healthy skin. That's how we always broke it down at uh, GNC for everybody that would ask. Protein also produces antibodies in your system, which helps to reduce diseases, helps fight them off. Uh, so it's also great to intake your recommended protein allowance so you can help boost your immune system, which can be a pretty big topic in the pandemic-stricken society the society that we are in now. Sorry, I can't talk to save my life, but that's okay. Uh, antibodies help fight off a lot of the diseases, keeping you more healthy. Another great thing about protein is that it's a minimum fuel source used in activity. Trying to break that down into simpler terms is a little bit hard. I've been in physiology so long that they've just crammed all of this 
deep knowledge into my head. So your body uses three fuels to be active during exercise. You have your carbs, your lipids, and your protein. Most of which, depending on what intensity you're going at, are either going to come from carbs or fats. You're going to have less than 2% of your protein being used as fuel sources. Which just means that whenever you have protein, you're hardly using it. So it's really going into everything that the protein does. It's not being used primarily as a fuel source. It's going to be used more for that fluid regulation, the production of those antibodies, and a lot of the other just building mechanics that protein is used for. Uh, like I was saying about taking in too little protein, there can be some health risks that come from that, and you see a lot more of those in developing countries and I can attempt to pronounce some of these. You have Marsumus, I think is how you say it, and Kawashikor. We'll go with that. Uh, basically, both of these are not only like growth defects, the Kawashikor, I'm pretty sure I'm not looking at the the images of them, but I'm pretty sure that's like a bloatation in the tummy. So you could have like a two-year-old who looks like they have a beer belly. And it's not just about like looks that causes the health problems, but there are other risk factors that come along with that one, as well as the Marsumus. Uh, just like having too little too much of any one thing can be harmful, so having too much protein can produce a lot of waste, and not just as in waste that will be excreted at some point during the day, but a lot of waste that can be harmful to kidneys, because kidneys go through all of the waste in our body. So if someone already has kidney failures and then they're intaking too much protein, it can be harmful because it's putting so much stress on the kidneys that it'll actually damage them, which is less than ideal, especially if you already have kidney problems or if you only have one kidney, or even if you have two perfectly healthy kidneys, you're, you're running the risk of damaging them, which just... I would highly recommend avoiding unless you just absolutely hate kidneys. You don't like having little beans in your, your body that help get rid of excess waste. So with the whole don't eat too much, don't eat too little, what is that healthy balance? Well, when I first started working out, for people that were exercising, they were told it was one gram of protein per one pound of body fat. Let me tell you, I did that, I don't know, probably for a year, maybe a little bit less. That will give you the worst gas you have ever had in your life. I would let one rip, and I could probably kill a small flock of birds. That's how strong these were. Or uh, I like to watch some... YouTube videos from time to time, probably a few too many, 
and I watch a lot with like Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall, and Eddie just has atrocious farts apparently, and I just imagine it's from having such a high protein diet that all of that waste is getting pushed out, and it it reeks. Um, a lot of times people will refer to it as protein farts, and there is a strong reason for that. So, I personally find that one gram of protein per one pound of body fat is extremely too much for anybody, whether you're building muscle or just going out for your average diet. The actual recommended allowance for an individual is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Now I know most of my viewers are here in America and we don't use kilograms whenever we're weighing. So if you're looking for a conversion, you can use roughly 2.204. Uh, so one kilogram is roughly 2.204 pounds or you can just punch it into google and it does all the math for you because i know i actually hate doing simple math like that it is it stumps my brain if i have to try and do it in my head anyway so that that would be the recommended allowance for kind of your average person who's going for a workout or you're just average individual, period. Maybe it doesn't work out at all. Now, if you're an elite athlete or you're doing a pretty intense training regimen, then you might look at bumping the protein intake up to 1.2 to 1.8 grams per kilogram, but it still doesn't come close to 1 gram per pound of body fat. Like I said, that is just so much protein, it's ridiculous. Uh, the average person would never need that, even if you were exercising, looking to build muscle, uh, or maybe you're an endurance trainer, doing anything along those lines. Unless you just absolutely want to kill people with your farts, I would highly recommend staying away from that much protein. Just a couple little tidbits on protein before I wrap up for the week, or I guess two weeks span, because making episodes can be kind of hard. Um, like I was saying, protein's used more than just like muscle building and fluid regulation. Uh, as children, they need an adequate amount of protein so they can actually grow in height, so they're not like little short people forever. So protein is essential for um, developmental stages, I guess you would say. Another, another little tidbit is make sure that you're trying to get protein from different sources. What I mean by this is you're not just eating your chicken and rice every day. Chicken and rice, chicken and rice. You want to be able to branch out... Uh, if you're not on a restricted diet or anything, trying to get your protein uh, from other meat sources, so bison, fish, uh, 
beans, stuff along that line. That way you're getting all of your different amino acids. There are, I do believe, nine in total. I know I didn't do my 100% research, but you want to make sure that you're getting all of the amino acids because they are all used for different functions in your body and having a deficiency in one area could cause problems much further down the road just because your diet wasn't varied enough. Also, you're getting a lot more nutritional benefits from having other meats. Uh, just a little quick example, if you're having red meat, you can get actual like excess iron from that as well. So if you're possibly on that ischemic side, you know, you have a deficiency in iron in your body, having that extra red meat can actually help you out pretty good. Uh, same thing, you don't want to eat too much of any one type or intake too much at one time because all of that can cause problems, but most of the time, the average American excels in protein requirements for the day. I know there are a few people that avoid protein for other other reasons that have kind of been drilled into them over the course of time, or they have a misconception of what protein does in the body. But as a, a grand scale, the average American has a over adequate amount of protein and fats in their diet and that's just mainly due to how we eat and how our food is prepared a lot of fast food restaurants it's just high protein and high fats you're mostly lacking out on carbs and most of that i'm going to dive in later into our carb topic which i'll probably do third so after this protein one I'm going to do the fats slash lipids and then I'm going to jump over into carbs and then I'll probably throw water into that like I was saying at the beginning and then we'll go into micro and vitamins minerals stuff like that anyway thank y'all so much again for listening and coming back I greatly appreciate it, it gives me good feels on the inside uh if y'all don't mind, if y'all like the episode, y'all like past episodes, please uh, like it, share it, whatever Spotify does. Also, I do have a new function on Anchor where I can actually have y'all comment stuff. I don't know if any of y'all saw that on the last episode, uh, but you can actually post your uh, comments. I'll put a little section down so if y'all have any questions on protein or any of the past topics feel free to drop your questions comments concerns or if there's anything you want me to cover in a future video video uh, future podcast be sure to drop that down there for me and I will absolutely get back with y'all on that and hopefully throw it in either the next episode or the one after that depending on questions as always, appreciate all the love and support, and this is Hunter Kelly signing off.